Cannabis is now legal in Canada. Governments and authorities have had a few years to prepare for this. So why, days before legalization, did Halifax police bust two dispensaries and charge 10 people? And why are some dispensaries, which are technically illegal, deciding to stay open? I'm your host, Josh Hoffman. This is Halifax. On Friday, October 12th, five days before the provincial government was to open its own retail cannabis stores, as Canada was set for legalization, Halifax Regional Police stormed into a medical marijuana dispensary on Dresden Row and one on Quinpool Road, confiscating weed and money. It was more of a coincidence than anything else that it occurred at that time. These investigations, you know, are not something that are, are done quickly or taken lightly, so they take a little bit of time, and these were, you know, undertaken you know, long before that date, so it just, that was the date at which the investigators felt they had everything they needed necessary to make their arrests. Halifax Regional Police Constable John McLeod says sometimes these investigations take weeks, or simply just days. These were just the latest in a series of busts in Halifax, Dartmouth, the Annapolis Valley, and really all over the province in recent weeks, and for the past couple of years. The owners of the two dispensaries that were busted last week either declined to comment for the story or did not return calls. But Constable McLeod was good enough to give me a chunk of his Friday afternoon to talk about all of this. He suggests legalization does not really change anything for the Halifax Regional Police Department. They'll continue to focus on keeping weed out of the hands of youth, combat the illegal trade of marijuana and the violence that comes with it, make sure people follow the new municipal bylaws, and of course, shut down any illegal dispensaries. They were illegal before, they're illegal now, and dispensaries are going to be illegal afterwards. And the legislation is pretty clear as to who can sell, you know, cannabis and under what conditions and, and how they're allowed to do it. Um, you know, as a police department, you know, we have an obligation to investigate not just the cannabis dispensaries, but uh, anywhere that illegal drugs are being sold. Now, those are also include, you know, narcotics and, and cocaine and, and all those other investigations as well. So, you know, our our officers need to divide their attention between all of those investigations and make sure that all of those are addressed. Except these dispensaries are not selling cocaine or, say, meth, which are both illegal. These stores are selling marijuana, which is now illegal. And some store owners will argue they're not selling these products for the same reasons police say they are. Those operations and, and why they start back up, well, it's a lucrative lucrative business and they've had the cash available to, to do it and those are decisions that they make on their own. We're not here to, to stand on some mountaintop and say we're going to be open no matter what. We're, we don't fuck the police, fuck the government. We're, we're staying open. Um, we're, we're working from a position of wanting the government to create regulations to make these paid products available to patients and, and further to create regulations that allow us to onboard into a legal distribution regime. Chris Enns is the owner of Farm Assist Cannabis Resource Centre here in Halifax. He says it is, quote, a travesty, end quote, that police enforcement is still being used to confiscate cannabis. Despite being arrested and jailed four separate times between 2013 and 2017, Chris continues to keep his doors open. He says he's done his legal homework and has good counsel, so he's not overly worried about the police right now. Chris has been running the store since 2014. The business initially started in 2013, with him and his wife just networking patients that were not finding relief for their pain through traditional medicine. Chris says the demand grew so much they needed to open a store. They have served thousands and thousands of patients since then. Chris refers to them again and again as patients. 
They are licensed under Health Canada to purchase cannabis to use as medicine. And even though they could go get it legally at an NSLC location, customers are still coming to him. Roughly half a dozen came and went during the 20 minutes I was there on a weekday afternoon. Chris suggests by staying open, they are filling three gaps in the Cannabis Act in terms of making cannabis available for medically licensed patients. One. First and foremost, um, there's absolutely no real edibles or extracts being offered through the regime currently. The Supreme Court of Canada in 2015, in a decision um, called R versus Smith, noted that patients have an absolute right to use cannabis in whatever shape or form they find most effective once that door has been opened to them by a physician. 20 to 45 percent of the resource center sales are from edibles, according to Chris. He says the difference between his edibles and the products being sold at NSLC locations is significant, suggesting the government maximum for edible capsules is 10 milligrams of THC. Pharmacists' weakest capsules have 75 milligrams. Chris points out that is the starting dosage for his patients, with some taking that multiple times a day for their pain. Two. There's the issue where medically licensed patients are now being discriminated against compared to a recreational uh, cannabis user. Chris believes medical marijuana patients are being pushed aside in legalization. He says they, and several other operations like his, offer a wider variety of products to patients who don't necessarily want to smoke cannabis. They want to ingest it or apply it through a topical cream. According to Chris, the cannabis products Health Canada licensed patients typically purchase through a mail order system are now being distributed to the NSLC. So there is a good chance those patients will now face supply shortages through their traditional service. And if they do go to the NSLC, there is a possibility that product will run out there, which it did, causing several stores to close early during the first week of legalization. He's not the only one concerned with how legalization is affecting legal cannabis using patients. A Nova Scotian man named Bob Dillman decided to go on a hunger strike to protest what he calls unconstitutional access to cannabis for medical patients. Dillman spends the $1,500 he receives from the Workers' Compensation Board every month on medical marijuana to help with the injury he sustained while doing his job. But he says the money isn't enough to pay for his dosage from the NSLC. Three. And finally, uh, there's no other prescription medicine in Canada to which HST or any sort of special sin or excise tax is applied. Uh, I think it's absolutely uh, reprehensible that me patients that find relief for medical cannabis are being treated uh, differently than every other uh, medicine-using individual in the country. I want to emphasize one thing that really hit me when I was talking to Chris. I have never heard anyone speak so intelligently about cannabis. He is fluent in this language, arguably more fluent than the majority of the employees at the NSLC. Just listening to him talk about why he continues his business after being sent to jail and burdened by legal matters left me somewhere between awe and perplexity. For me, even before I started to see a lot of uh, relief in people with arthritis and all sorts of different medical conditions, I was looking at this from an academic standpoint. I had come across a number of peer-reviewed journals while I was studying immunology at Dalhousie um, that seemed to suggest there was a dose-dependent relationship between the oral consumption of cannabis and the slowing down and, in some situations, um, reverse course of a tumor. And I met a number of individuals at that same time that anecdotally were claiming to really benefit from, from cannabis 
this um, ingestion in regards to their cancer treatment. And so um, being able to provide cannabis products to those that are at that terminal situation in life and, and see the relief that it offers them, both for quality of life and for many of them um, believing and, and potentially even seeing enhanced quality uh, and time of life uh, is something that I really can't put a price on in terms of my own stress or, or, or my own time. We have such a variety of patients that come in. We have everybody who comes in from anxiety and depression, sleep problems to cancer patients that we have a cancer patient right now who's in the hospital actively battling cancer. And then we have survivors who are maintaining their current quality of life and keeping the cancer at bay by using the products that were available here. Heidi Chartrand is the owner of Higher Living Wellness Center. She was actually inspired by Chris to get into the business of selling medical cannabis. Last month, Heidi was arrested after her dispensary in Greenwood was raided by police. She was charged with possession for the purpose of trafficking. Her case is currently making its way through the courts, but she is optimistic about not only her legal troubles, but that the store will reopen one day. Overall, don't get me wrong, she's still upset. It makes me angry and irritated because myself as well as our group Nova Scotia Medicinal Association of Cannabis Dispensaries have reached out to multiple levels of government politicians and we tried to make our voices heard and at the end of the day nobody cares. Heidi admits she's not surprised her store was busted. They got into the business knowing the risks that came with it. She's also not surprised though with all the issues that have occurred during the first week of legalization. The lineups, the supply shortages, and the closures at stores. Heidi insists she and many other colleagues saw this coming. Now we're in a really unique situation here in Nova Scotia where they've closed the medical dispensaries and now people are going without access to their medical dispensaries as well as to their online producers as well as in the NSLCs. So what are they supposed to do? Heidi argues that dispensaries like hers and Chris's offer a community to patients using cannabis. These businesses provide a safe zone to gain information about the drug from people knowledgeable about it. And as you heard both Heidi and Chris say, their patients really rely on these products. Yes, these businesses are technically participating in illegal trafficking of marijuana. But there seems to be a major difference between what Chris and Heidi are trying to do and the crimes and violence Constable McLeod said Halifax police are trying to prevent. Thank you to Constable John McLeod and the Halifax Regional Police Department. Thank you Chris Enns and Heidi Chartrand for your time. Theme music was done by Adam Clements, originally for the television series Fargo. We're just boring it, Adam. Thank you. And thank you for your time. Talk to you later. <laughs>